in a special little segment. We'll be doing this on the first Thursday of every month. Uh, we're calling it uh, Your Council Connection with uh, Scott Morrison. Without further ado, uh, good morning, Scott. Good morning, Grant. Good morning, Jeff. How are you guys doing today? Great, thanks. First of all, thanks for uh, taking the time to... Uh, to join us for this, it's really a pleasure. I know you're, uh, I know you're busy, but we just thought it would be nice because I think sometimes people feel a little bit of a disconnect, and they, they they don't really know sometimes all that goes on. So this is kind of a an opportunity for you to let us uh, know a little bit about what's going on uh, at council and also uh, with district as well. Absolutely. Yeah, Sounds so good. Thank you for that. No problem at all. And you guys have always been the community radio station. So if you're going to speak to the people, this is kind of where you'd want to do it, right? Well, we appreciate you uh, jumping on board with us. Well, thanks for having me. We have, I'll uh, apologize in advance for the hard questions that Jess probably <laughs> throw at you every week. I, I said I expect a bit of harassment when I come here. Come on. That's okay. That's well, normal. That's what we do. Yeah, that's what you do. <laughs> so um, I'm, I'm going to ask, you know, like certainly over the last couple of days, um, things have, uh, I guess, come to pass that, that you know, spring is here. And, mm-hmm. you know, like there's a lot of water in the watershed or yep. in the snowpack, rather. And uh, a lot of that stuff has yet to start moving, mm-hmm. although we had a lot of rain yesterday. Yep. What is the town doing to help people who are currently uh, being impacted by this uh, spring freshet and, you know, what's to come? So does the town have any plans to help people you know, get through this because I, I have a feeling that this is going to be probably um, one of the bigger uh, flooding seasons that we've had in a few years. Yeah, and I think this speaks to just how hard it is to be uh, a staff member in the departments that deal with this stuff: emergency services, public works. Um, recently, we had a meeting and we asked the question: How are things looking as far as flooding this year? And and the answer was: Well, as of today, right now, things are looking really good. It's cold nights, warm days. But we are concerned about the amount of snowpack in Algonquin Park and the runoff. And there's, they're always concerned every single year. But the indications that day were that this year was going to it was looking decent. But then <laughs> the last couple of days happened that you can't predict. And with that much rain and that much mild weather, um, it comes at you and, and it's all at once. So what I can tell you is that district public work staff, because I was talking to them yesterday, and our own town public work staff are working around the clock. They're working, they're investigating, they're going to properties. I myself was at three separate properties yesterday, uh, checking in with constituents to see what they were dealing with. So they're, they're out there. Um, they can be reached at any time. If anybody's listening right now and you're having concerns with your culverts or something like that, reach out to our public works department. They will respond ASAP. I will say, actually, I, I saw the uh, town of Huntsville out uh, on the road where I live uh, last night a couple of times. And when I left this morning on my way to work, I was I didn't realize what time they started, but I saw a town of Huntsville... Uh, employee of one of the red trucks mm-hmm. there taking yep. a look at the culvert right by my house so i thought okay well they're definitely you know keeping an eye on it anyway so that's good they are for sure yeah. for sure and it's a tough uh, tough gig when this stuff like the last couple of days happens all at once right absolutely so what's uh, what's going on at uh, what's new at the uh, what are you learning here at the district what do you what's going on now on the table these days Scott? well what i'm learning is uh, what i'm learning is that not many people in Huntsville and even Bracebridge, Gravenhurst, said to really understand what the district is all about. Right. You know, so I think uh, one thing I'd like to get across to people is uh, reach out to me anytime to ask questions about the district. But the biggest portion of our tax bill goes to the district of Muskoka. And okay. what do you get for that money? You know, well, you're getting paramedicine, you're getting policing, you're getting water and sewer, uh, social services like uh, housing, affordable housing, whatnot. That's all coming through the district of Muskoka. What I didn't really grasp until I got elected and I, got, I sat there, I thought, okay, I'm going to represent Huntsville at the district table. That's not what you're doing. 
when you're at the district table, you're a district counselor representing the district, and you right. can't put Huntsville's needs ahead of those of the district. So, for instance, if something came around that was a vote for um, something that would maybe go into Bracebridge or whatever else, but it wouldn't be necessarily good for Huntsville, but it's good for the region, Mm -hmm. I can't just have my Huntsville hat on. I need to have my district hat on. And that's something that uh, uh, I learned as I got there. So that's, that's different. Well, that's a good thing because I'm sure I'm sure there's been times in the past where that might not have been the case. Uh, uh, Yeah, I believe that. And to be truthful, there's always that uh, that talk about the towns versus the townships and Huntsville versus Bracebridge and whatnot. But I'm getting the impression I'm being told by staff as well that this term, uh, there's not as much of that. There seems to be a lot of cohesiveness. Um, I mean, I'm really getting to know the Muskoka Lakes counselors and we have Mm -hmm. a lot of synergies in what we want to do and what we believe. The Bracebridge counselors are great. I'm meeting all these folks and we're working together. Um, I don't think there's as much division as there may have been in the past, which is great. Is there any? I'm kind of putting you in the spot here, but is there, is there any concern on the district level at all as far as the uh, as far as the growth rate, as far as how quickly things are are growing? I'll just take Huntsville because that's yep. what I see the most. How 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 many new uh, homes and things that are going up? And is there any concern or any worry that that the infrastructures you know that, that we don't have that in place to support all these new homes that are that are coming into our area? Is that is that something that's being uh, looked at in any way? Or? It, it sure is. Yeah, um, our public works department is constantly work, looking at our uh, municipal services, water and sewer capacity. We have a ton of capacity still available. We could build a lot more units and still handle it under our water and sewer capacity. The, the problem is, and this is something that's really relevant to people listening right now, people living in our town, is that whole debate of Huntsville isn't what it was 20 years ago. Huntsville is growing too fast. It's mm-hmm. too many houses, too many people moving here. And I get that because Huntsville is not what it was when I moved here in 92. Right. And it wasn't what it was when you grew up in the 70s, right? Grant, right like it's right. not going to age you. But, you know, like, so it's at the end of the day, it would, is growing. Would have been nicer if you said the 80s. But that's I should right. have. Yeah, I should have. <laughs> that's when you came of age, right? So, so here's the thing. If we don't grow, if we don't develop more houses, what that does is it, it provides less housing. Mm-hmm. But the demand's not going to change. Right. So the people wanting to move here from all around because it's one of the best places in the world to live, they're still going to come. And when there's less houses, it just drives the prices up. So then the people trying to work and live here on some low-income jobs, they just can't afford to live here. Right. So there's that balance of uh, responsible development, um, focusing more on the urban core, right? Yeah. Um, that's what we're trying to do. All right. Let's talk about roads. I mean, mm-hmm. you talk about development. Yep. And I see, uh, you know, instances where we're putting in housing developments and the main arterial road to that is essentially a goat path. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it certainly isn't, you know, big enough to uh, support the amount of traffic that all these new developments are, are, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, making use of of this road. It's not wide enough. You know, it hasn't been paved in 100 years. Mm -hmm. Isn't that, shouldn't that be a part of, like, the development process that if you're putting in 50 houses in, Mm -hmm. you know, one particular place and you've got a a small rural road that is going to be the main arterial route into it and it was never used uh for that volume of traffic Mm -hmm. before that shouldn't that redevelopment of that road be a part of the development process and that when you you know put these houses in that there's a road built to accommodate the increased traffic well, can can you give me a specific road? Because I'm thinking of some of the developments I'm thinking of. I can give you one off air. You know, uh, okay, like, yeah. Uh, and, so, but I know of several. Okay, so the roads so. I'm thinking of were like Woodland Heights development, um, Woodstream, Settlers Ridge, off Muskoka Road 3, um, up Earls Road, Golf Course Road, that area. There's a lot of developments coming in. The 
development charges are paid on every building built, right? Mm -hmm. And those development charges are only able to be used for infrastructure to deal with growth, whether it be sidewalks, roads, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So that is considered. It has to get through, a development has to get through the town and the district to get approved. And I know that that is a consideration. So I'm not sure the specific roads of it hasn't been done, but I, mm -hmm. I, I do know that that's a hurdle that they do need to get through. Um, one of my big concerns in this town is sidewalks. Developments for a long time were allowed to be developed without sidewalks and streetlights because it was cheaper. So it made it more affordable to build, and that got through. That's different now. We have a sidewalk master plan. Uh, the new Active Transportation Committee is looking at connectivity of neighborhoods through sidewalks because right now we're not where we need to be, but that's something that's actively being explored. All right. One more quick thing, if mm -hmm. I could. Yeah. Roads and potholes. Yep. Always a big, big thing to the, the people who actually live here. Yes. I don't think that um, certain councillors think that, you know, we're putting enough money into, you know, maintaining what we have. Yes. So that's a very valid concern. And I think if you uh, went to any community in our country, it's probably a concern everywhere. Absolutely. Um, and what it comes down to is funding. Uh, when I ran, I talked about trying to increase the funding for, for roads and public works. Um, and then I'm in there now, and, and every $200,000 that we spend is 1% on your levy, right? So mm -hmm. if, we, if we put six hundred grand more into roads, we can. If, if that was the will of the people and the will of council, if we put six hundred grand more into roads, it's uh, 3% on the levy. So we, the, the, the short of doubling everyone's taxes, we can't fix every road. The job of Public Works is to, to look at the roads needs analysis, and we're doing another one, I believe, this year, and look at what roads are most urgently needed. And sadly, we can't fix every road all the time. But can we improve? Perhaps. But short of uh, taking funding out of other services, it's tough to do all the roads. Um, Mayor Aitchison, when he was on board, he brought the funding up to, I think it's four, north of $4 million a year. Prior to that, it was down at one and a half to two or even wow. less. So we have gone a lot further than we were, believe it or not. But, um, yeah, there's other things we could maybe do. Councillor Morrison, I want to thank you for, uh, for doing this, and we will do this uh, the first uh, Thursday of, uh, of every month. I'm looking forward to connection. it. I'm, I'm going to bring some of my friends uh, on council from time Excellent. to time. We'll come as a, as a duo or a trio sometimes. Who knows? But Excellent. Uh, this is a way for us to connect with the people, so thank you for allowing us to do it. And uh, We truly appreciate it, and uh, have yourself a wonderful, uh, wonderful Easter weekend. I certainly will. You guys as well. Thank Excellent. you. Excellent. Your uh, council connection with Scott Morrison on your Muskoka Morning in the Bay, 88.7.